coming to you from my apartment that doubles as a podcast recording studio. This is What Should I Do With My Life with Steph Horowitz. I'm Steph Horowitz. Thanks for joining me. This podcast is about how none of us know what we're doing. None of us have it figured out. No matter if you seem like you have it all together, you really don't, so be honest. We're going to talk about real stories from real people, their experiences, how they're figuring it out. From career pivots to being in the same industry for 40 years, we're going to hash this thing out so we can all find more meaning and passion in our work and day-to-days. Hi, this is fun. Basically, this episode is going to be all about stuff you should think about if you want to start a podcast. So I'm doing a talk on this now and I wanted to put this info into an episode for those of you who are thinking about starting a podcast. Maybe you have an idea, maybe you have a first episode, maybe you're not sure what the hell you're doing, which makes a lot of sense because none of us know what we're doing. I had no idea what the hell I was doing when I started. So this is kind of like a fun different episode, not the usual interview, similar to my showing up authentically episode. So I guess here and there you're going to hear some episodes on different topics that I'm going to solo and share about, and hopefully it's going to be helpful to you. So again, today, this is really about the shit you should think about if you're going to start a podcast and basically the 10 questions you should ask yourself before you start. I'll just share briefly a bit about my podcasting journey. It was a Corona passion project for sure. People have said to me, you should have a podcast. You should have a podcast. I thought about having a podcast I had no idea how to do it. I didn't know what the heck I would talk about. I didn't know what I found interesting enough to talk about or interview people about. And it just felt right to hear people's stories as they're trying to figure out because that's something that I was and am always dealing with. What should I be doing? Why do I feel like my work needs to be the most important thing to be and meaningful and fills me up and is impactful? What am I supposed to be doing in this life? So I decided that that's what I'm going to talk about, and I started interviewing people that were close to me who happened to have really awesome stories. Again, I had no idea what the heck I was doing. Like, it started off, the first interview was Zoom. I didn't know if it would be a podcast. I didn't know if it was going to be a YouTube video. I had no plans. I had no goals. I didn't. I am visual, so I would play with Canva and kind of put together some images of what it could look like, which just kind of helped me make it feel real. I bought a microphone and just like investing and paying the money in a microphone motivated me. But I didn't have a goal of how many episodes I would do, how many people I would reach, etc. Ultimately, over time, after my first season, I started having a bit more goals. I did a self-branding journey. I created a website. You know, it was very educational and an awesome experience. I had a goal of getting more inclusive stories and representative of the reality, more diverse background of guests, and that was really important to me. And I really began to step into my confidence as a podcaster. But to be very frank, to this day, I don't have a goal of a certain amount of hits I'm going to get or things like that, but it kind of changes. And that's really why I want to share this with you. This is stuff I wish I thought about before I started. I think it would have helped me a lot on my journey. Just a few technical, just some technical background on my podcast so you understand what's happening. I use Anchor by Spotify um, for distribution. I use GarageBand for editing and solo recording like I'm doing right now. 
All of my interviews have been on Zoom. I do not monetize my podcast. I never really looked into it much. It was never something I was trying to do. I have a bit over 6,100 plays, and I have 28 episodes. So that's kind of what happens. A lot goes into making a podcast, so just a bit about the typical podcast episode life cycle for me. I'll reach out to someone, pitch them why I think they should be on the pod. I normally have a template I use, and if they're interested, we set a date. I do my homework on the person, and I try to come up with questions and stuff that they're not used to being asked to. I generally send them questions a week before. It's food for thought. The goal is to kind of ebb and flow and not just stick to the questions, but have a lively conversation using the questions as your guideposts. And then after the 45-minute long interview, following up with the person, and of course, editing, which can take a ton of time, creating content to share on social media, uh, written content, visuals. I used to do a blog on every single episode I did. And then the social media and the sharing, which takes a lot of time. So that's the typical episode life cycle just to give you some background on what that looks like. Now, now we're really going to dive in. The top questions you really should ask yourself as you embark on your podcast journey. And the first question is really, why am I doing this? Okay, are you bored? Are you looking for a creative outlet? Are you trying to grow your business? By the way, mind you, this talk is really just a bunch of questions. It's, it's a lot of food for thought. So I would get a notebook or a pen and write stuff down. It's basically going to be a lot of questions you need to ask yourself within the questions, within the top 10 questions. So again, why are you doing this? Are you trying to grow your business? Do you just want to try something new and get a new skill? Are you trying to learn and become an expert on a certain topic? Do you want to meet interesting people? Do you want to promote something in a different way via podcast as opposed to on YouTube or, you know, some other channel? This is all going to dictate how you relate to your podcast, how much you invest in it. You need to understand why you're doing it. For me, I think I did it because I needed to, a passion project. Like I needed to put my energy somewhere. I wanted to try something new. I love having conversations with people. I thought it'd be really cool to have something of my own that I was in charge of, not, you know, just doing a startup for work. I started doing a podcast for work that had to do with startups because that's what my work deals with, but, you know, something separate that I cared about. So you really need to ask yourself, why are you doing this? The second thing you need to ask yourself is, what do you like talking about? Which will ultimately loop into, what do people want to hear and listen to? So first, let's talk about you. What do you like to, what do you like to talk about? You need to remember that everyone and their mom has a podcast and their dog and their cousin. Everyone has a podcast. There are podcasts about literally everything. There's podcasts about donuts, and there's podcasts about Costco, and there's podcasts about walking your dog in your neighborhood. There's literally anything has a podcast. So is yours going to stand out? Is yours on a unique topic? Is it on a topic that 500 podcasts already talk about? Maybe, and that's okay. But again, it depends on why you're doing it. If you're trying to affect a lot of people and you want to get a lot of listeners and those are big goals and big things you want, it needs to be really valuable information for the people listening. If it's just something you want to do for yourself, then technically you can talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about, and you don't need to care what other people want to hear. But it's important to think about what will you not get sick of? 
what do you want to keep learning about? Because you're going to be really teasing out that subject on your episodes as you distribute it, as you promote it. And again, if you want the big audience and you really want it to be impactful to people and reach out to people, you need to think about what the people want. So for me, I like talking about how none of us know what we're doing with our lives and trying to figure it out because that's something I talk about all the time and it's something I think about all the time and it's something that my peers and friends are dealing with as well. So it feels relevant to me. Okay, the third thing you really need to ask is what are your goals and how do you measure them or how do you measure success? So like I said, at first I really had no goals, no goals to monetize, no goals for a number of downloads or plays. And because I had no real goals, it was really hard to measure success. I was putting in so much time and so much energy and putting this out in the world, which is scary because feedback and what will people think? Does this suck? Am I an idiot? Caring what people think of you. And your goals are ultimately going to align with the why you're doing this. I would really challenge you to think about your goals. Maybe you do want to hit a certain number of plays. Maybe it's to get this one awesome guest to say yes and be on your show. Maybe it's making a certain amount of money. Maybe it's just by virtue of your podcast happening, people are reaching out to you. You're starting to give talks to people. That's something that happened with me, that with the podcast, people started reaching out and I began speaking on subjects of what should I do with my life and career development and podcasting and things like that. And I really, really enjoyed that. And now that is one of the goals that I hope the podcast is a vehicle for to help position me as someone who can give workshops and public talks and speak um, on these topics. But you need to remember, you're going to be putting a lot of time and effort into your podcast. And if it's not your main gig, you're probably going to be busy with a lot of other shit. So you need to think about why you're doing this, what you hope to get out of it. If you don't have any goals and you don't have a way to measure success, you're probably going to be at a dead end or a bit frustrated because you won't know how to measure how it's going. I guess a good measure is if you're enjoying it. If you're having fun, that's the most important thing, especially if this is something that's like a side gig or side project. So even maybe your goal is just, I want to have fun. I want to do this and enjoy it and have great conversations and feel satisfied. That's an amazing goal. So I would really challenge you to think about that. The next question, what time and resources do I have? Okay, boom, boom, boom. This is critical. There is so much that goes into a podcast. It's truly insane. You can do this if you don't have a budget. You absolutely can. But that will mean that you're going to have your hands in a lot of things. If you don't really have resources, that means you're going to be the one planning everything. You're going to be editing. You're going to be creating visuals and creating content. You're going to be promoting. You're going to be sharing on social media. It's a lot, a lot of work. If you decide you do have some money and you have some resources to put aside for this, that can take you far or that, that can move you along. Services where you can pay a small amount to have people do editing, fix the sound, do a voice intro. I'm talking about things like Fiverr where you can basically one-off someone as a project to do these things for you. Or if you have money, you can pay to promote it. You can pay to join certain communities that promote it. You can pay for sponsored ads on social media. You can pay someone to do social media. You can pay someone to do your visuals and your graphics for content creation. You can pay for a nice microphone and nice equipment. So just think about that. An important note is that it takes 
so, so much time. So if you are doing most of it yourself, it's a long process. It takes a lot. It used to take me like seven to eight hours per episode because I, on the homework I did beforehand, the questions I sent out, the episode itself, editing, creating content, creating visuals, creating a blog for every person, creating video slips, slips, <laughs> video clips. It took so much time. So there's really a lot that goes into it and you should just really be mindful and think about how much time and how much money do I have to put towards this. The next question you can ask yourself, number five or halfway there is, will you have a co-host and will you have guests? I know these are like many questions smushed into one. I'm sorry, don't hate me. Is this a one-man show? Is it just you talking about a subject or talking about your journey or just sitting alone with a microphone and then <laughs> putting it out there for the world? Maybe. Do you have a co-host? Do you want a co-host? Who's that going to be? What do they bring that you don't have? What's your chemistry like? Think about it. And then, of course, are you interviewing people? Do you have guests? What are you going to talk about? How are you going to get these guests? How are you going to find them? How are you going to convince them that they should be on your show? I would suggest... So, okay, think about these things. Maybe here and there you have a guest co-host. That's awesome. Maybe you always have a co-host. Maybe you just want to do it solo. Some, maybe some episodes are solo. Some have a guest. Whatever. You decide. It's up to you. I would suggest making a list of realistic guests, a list of reach guests, and then a list of dream guests. I think that's really helpful when you think about who you want to approach and how, and maybe build up a little, build up your confidence a little, and ultimately you can get to those dream guests. Um, normally when I reach out to someone, I have like this template of a pre-written email, and then of course I personalize it. I tell them about the podcast, why they would be a great guest. I explain the process of working together, you know, that I'll send them questions in advance. I offer to do a one-on-one -on -one call before so we can bond and connect and make sure we have good vibes. So it's really helpful to kind of present all the information so someone can make a decision. The goal is to make it as easy as possible for your guests. So that's a fun little tip. And of course, after the episode, following up with them, I make a folder with all the assets that they can share. I tag them and everything. A great tip for getting great guests is after you have a guest that you like, you have them recommend someone else that you can reach out to that they would be good for the show. And of course, having more people, whether it's a co-host or a guest, this is going to help grow your podcast and grow your reach because they're going to be promoting it. They're going to be sharing it on their social media. They're going to be tagged and in tags and you're basically tapping into more audiences so that's why it's really helpful to get guests on your show number six the sixth question you should ask yourself what's my episode rollout schedule and do I give a flying you know what so think about it how often are you going to release episodes of course this has to do with time and of course this has to do with money as well is it once a month is it every two weeks is it once a week I think here the bottom line is to set yourself up realistically for something that's going to work for you. Some people put out all the episodes at once. Some do it in little drip drops. I put out my first five at once, and then I did the rest in little drip drops. I don't know why I keep saying that in Hebrew. It's tiftufim, so it's like in little trickles, I guess is the right word. Think about what works for you, what will set you up for success. Do you need to be consistent? Do you care that it comes out the first Wednesday of each month? Maybe you don't give a shit 
And that's fine. And maybe your listeners don't give a shit at all. To be frank, I don't. There was a time that I was doing every other week. It was overwhelming. I've slowed it down. I don't even know what my rollout schedule is right now. But guess what? I really, I, I don't care because I, I, I don't because this is a fun side thing for me. And if it's stressing me out and it's not fun, then I'm just not going to do it. So think about how often you want to share. And then another question that's really rough is, how are you going to promote this shit? The listeners are not just going to come. So how are you going to promote your podcast? I would suggest starting with a big launch. You choose a launch date. You tap into your community, your friends, your family, your supporters. You tell them you're launching. You ask for their participation. You send them copy and images that they can share on social media, that they can email out. It helps make a really big slash um, when you launch. There are a lot of ways you can promote your podcast. You can do podcast swaps with other podcasters, so you can tap into their audience, they can tap into your audience. Obviously, social media is a huge way to promote podcasts, but to be totally honest with you, I don't feel like I've gotten such a crazy listenership because someone saw it on Instagram and then went to my podcast because of an Instagram post. I think it's helped me get exposure to interesting guests who could be on my show. But I don't feel for me Instagram or Facebook has been a big way to get new listeners. Again, maybe that's me. I'm not investing or putting money into the social media platforms. I could be doing it wrong. I'm just telling you what I know. And I'm not by any means an expert in promoting your podcast on social media successfully. I, I would not say that. But when you are doing social media... You're trying to interact with your art audience. You're trying to connect with them. Try new things. Video clips from the interview, sneak peeks, behind the scenes, a quote card from a great quote from the episode. Of course, a big way to promote it is encouraging your guests to share the episode. You have to make it easy for them to do so. I think it's also helpful to look on social media at the special interest groups, whether it's certain Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups like women in career stuff or people trying to figure out their shit or I don't know, like look up communities that would find your content interesting and put your podcast there. You can also invest in search engine optimization. So using the right keywords, titles, descriptions, etc., in your written content. So that when someone Googles your podcast name or a topic, the pod, your podcast will come up first. So those are all things to look into in how you promote. And I have to tell you, it's a lot of work promoting. It's been hard for me. I didn't realize how much time it would take. Um, so it's something to think about. Another big question you should ask is, are you monetizing your podcast? So I do not do this. I have very limited knowledge about it, but I do know a few ways people do monetize. They make exclusive content that's only accessible to VIP members or those who pay, kind of like a membership tier. You can give special episodes to people who pay. You can give them swag. You can kind of have an exclusive community, stuff like that. Of course, you could do sponsorships or ads. So Anchor, which I use, which is Spotify's company, they let you do ads. Apparently, you get $15 for every 1,000 listeners, and you can start monetizing when you have 50 listeners. Um, so for me, this is not my main gig, so I don't feel like I need thousands and thousands of listeners to make $45. Um, you can also join an advertising network where they'll promote your podcast. There are a lot of different ways to monetize it, and I think that's something you should think about. Like I said, I'm this is not my forte, so I don't know, 
But it's something you should ask yourself if that's a motive of why you're doing this and really look into what it takes to monetize it. We're almost done. Number nine, what do I need to do to feel ready? And my biggest advice to you would be don't wait for it to be perfect to start. I remember I kept pushing off the start and I kept going back to old episodes and re-listening to them and re-editing them. They were already done, signed, sealed, delivered, and I would go back and fix them and listen again and again and make myself crazy. You just need to go. Don't wait for it to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. It's growing. One of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world, Armchair Expert, which was the inspiration for my podcast, he was figuring out his first few episodes. His first few episodes were like three hours long. They didn't know what they were doing. You all, you just have to put it out there. You've got to start. You figure it out. You hone your craft. But you should ask, what do I need to feel ready? Is it having one episode ready? Is it having five ready? Do I need everything ready? Just have an idea. Choose a date and just freaking do it because it's never going to be perfect. You're never going to feel 100% ready, but you should think about what's one thing you need to do that will help you put your foot to the gas and make it happen. And the biggest last question you need to ask yourself, which you cannot take for granted, is <laughs> you have to ask yourself, do I even like this? Do I even like podcasting and this whole process? Because it is a big, long process. Okay. And I remember before I started, I was, I just had the idea. I was so excited. I wanted to tell the world. I wanted to share it everywhere. And my friend Sarah said, wait, you need to try it and make sure you like it before you tell the whole world you're starting a podcast and go all out. You might not like it. And it's really, really important to think about it. There's some, a lot of hard things about having a podcast, you know, it's a ton of screen time. So for me, I mainly work remotely, home alone. I'm on the computer working. So then to do a ton more computer time took a toll on me. That's why this past January, I basically took a six-month break. It was too much. It wasn't giving me joy. I felt like I'm on Zoom all day for work. What, now I need to be on my computer editing for another two hours after my workday? Like, no, that doesn't sound good to me. There's no instant gratification. So yeah, you could be having a conversation with someone. And if you're an extrovert like me, I mean, I love the conversations more than anything. But then when you're done with your podcast and you publish it, you rarely get feedback. Sometimes people will reach out. There's no instant gratification like if you're standing in front of a group of people and giving a talk or something like that where you could see people laughing, smiling, interacting with you. You don't have that. And that's really hard as well because to me that's really satisfying to get the feedback and I don't get the feedback and that's challenging. So I would really ask yourself, do you like it? And how do you know if you like it? You do a couple episodes, you see how it goes, and you see if it's something you want to look into. So those are really the top 10 questions. And they're just a few more tips and tricks that I want to go into now that I want to share with you from my experience, stuff to think about really when you're starting your podcast. In order to have a successful interview, you need to establish trust with your guest. So if you don't know them, that might mean getting on a little 15-minute sync the week before just to see how your vibe is. You need to make sure that they feel comfortable, that they feel prepared, that they're in a safe space. I always let my guests approve of the episode and give me any edits they have within a certain time frame before it's ready to publish. 
try to make them as comfortable as possible by knowing about them, by connecting with them, by finding common ground with them. So it's really important to have an open, honest, awesome conversation that you are establishing trust with your guest. Another big tip, something I had no idea about, is you need to be an excellent multitasker to be a great podcaster, okay? Because you're having a live convert, I mean, it's recorded, but in the moment, you're having a live conversation with someone. You're trying to navigate the conversation. You're trying to ask the questions you want, and then, but you're also deviating and going on tangents and letting the conversation grow. But you need to kind of hit those notes that you intended to hit. So, you know, in my podcast, it's always making sure I get advice from the person, hearing about the goods and the bads of their day-to-day. They're kind of these like basic things that I try to hit in every episode. So you have to make sure you hit it. You also have to make sure you're doing everything on time and you're, you know, not running over time. You also need to be able to respond to what someone says. So instead of just thinking about the next question you're going to ask, you need to respond intelligently to what the person is telling you. So you're writing down notes, you're responding to someone, you're trying to keep everything on time, you're trying to navigate the conversation to the North Star, the anchor that's kind of grounding the conversation and what it should be. It's a lot of multitasking. If your brain feels fried at the end of the episode, that means you did a great job. Another interesting to think about is Podcast recordings and interviews are very different than live interviews with a live audience because you can really lean into pausing and editing. So if I say something and I mess up, I could take a step back, say, hold on, let me do that again, and try again. Or I could have awkward silences when I'm trying to formulate my thoughts, and this is not something that you really do in front of an audience. You wouldn't do that. It's important to say that editing can be very annoying, It can be very challenging, so if you're doing it yourself, you might decide if you're going to do deep dive editing or very minimal editing, it's up to you, but it is a lot of screen time, and that's been really hard. And the other thing I talked about before was really, if you're looking for instant gratification and instant feedback, this is not the channel for that. So keep that in mind if you're someone who really thrives off of that. So to conclude, again, the top 10 questions you should ask yourself before you start a podcast are, one, why am I doing this? Two, what do I like talking about? Slash, what do the people want to hear? Three, what are my goals and how do I measure success? Four, what time and resources do I have? Five, do I have a co-host? Do I have guests? Six, what's my episode rollout plan? Seven, how will I promote this shit? Eight, am I monetizing this? Nine, what do I need to do to feel ready? And 10, do I even like this? So I hope this was helpful for you as you start your podcasting journey. I think it's a really awesome opportunity to talk about something you're interested in, to meet interesting people, to have something of your own. And if I can be helpful to you in any way on your podcasting journey, please let me know. If there's anything else you want to hear from that could be helpful, please tell me. And that's it for today. Bye.